You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, my name is Tanya Pinkins, and I'm the host of the podcast You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. This fall, I have a special treat for you. In honor of my debut feature film, Red Pill, Marissa Lynn Daniels Studio has been hosting weekly conversations with my fellow Broadway colleagues and co-host Sierra Renee about the red pilling of America. These conversations create a safe space for us to talk about the things that are on our mind with an election and a global pandemic So join us for The Red Pilling of America, a spotlight series, every Saturday at 5 p.m. Or on the Broadway Podcast Network, you can't say that, bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Join the conversation. Go. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think she makes it. Or that's my assumption. But she's like, I think I'm gonna go. This doesn't feel right, right? Um, and then there's another quote, which I think it was maybe by Ruben, and he says, "I'm gonna call the sheriff," right? Which is like, I probably wouldn't call the police. <laughs> like, not necessarily. Like, I, I, maybe. But probably not, especially in a, a place where I don't feel already comfortable by, like, the inhabitants, right? So, like, even just in that, like, seeing the responses to what's going on in the movie through these different lenses based on, you know, their demographics and who they are racially, you know, identity and such, I think it's really fascinating. Um, I think, okay. yeah, I think uh, discovering that, um, instinct is really important too, which is what I think us as, as black people face on a day-to-day basis is having an mm-hmm. of, is this faith? Is this safe? Can I stay here? Do I need to leave this situation right now? And I, I, I love that that was represented so well, just in the trailer and you mm-hmm. feeling and that vibe in the movie, which I think is something that parallels really beautifully with Get Out. And, you know, you were talking, Tanya, about um, Get Out being uh, a horror film. And I kind of think, or yeah, horror. And I kind of think of it as like a thriller, but there's a fine line between the two. And would you consider Red Pill to be horror, thriller, both? Where would you sort of 
categorize it. My daughter would say it's not a horror film because there's just not enough blood and kills. But my daughter, when we watch horrors together, she's happy if people are being chased by something and screaming, which I I could care less. (laughs) Being chased by something and screaming and then people get killed, I don't care. Um, I want to have something that I'm trying to figure out. Hmm. Um, or like, how's it, I want to be trying to figure out where, what's going to happen. I need at least that. I mean, like I said, horror to me, you know what the monster is. You may not see the monster, you know, the monster is probably going to win. Um, but what, is there some reason or some motivation or is there something that they're going to try to do to stop the monster? Like a, a shark Jaws was fantastic, but it wasn't that the shark was the scary thing. The people's response to the shark was the scary thing. And so for me, in a sense, red pill is kind of like that. It's, um, it's definitely about how people don't listen to the black woman's instinct Mm. and, um, how we as quote on the left, just keep thinking that everybody's on our side and we're going to win because we're the majority. I mean, that's literally like a line like in the movie. And I want to say that I just learned this fact in the past week and I keep repeating it everywhere I go, that no Democratic president has won the majority of the white vote since Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. <sighs> wow. <laughs> right, right. So I feel like for people who are white, who are thinking their friends are on their side, I think mm-hmm. that they mostly think of the people who are rabidly talking about re- Republicans and MAGA. There's a whole bunch of quiet ones who are saying nothing, mm. and they're still not voting the way you vote. And because it's more than 50%, it's something like 56% of, of white people vote Republican like that no Democrat has ever had. So it's actually in their hands to decide if we're going to have a democracy. Mm. Right. But then it always comes down to the question of what do they get out of democracy and what do they get out of stifling democracy? Right. Well, like Isabel Wilkerson, who wrote the warmth of other sons and won the Pulitzer, her new book cast Um, One of the sections, she talks about how what um, the current president, occupant of the White House, offers is a return to white sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And so where politicians seem to think that, um, you know, people in, quote, red states are voting against their interests, they are actually not voting against their interests because they're saying, I will take a short term loss for the interest of maintaining white sovereignty over the long haul, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that is their number one priority. Do you feel like you explore the theme? Second, Lily, what do y'all think? <laughs> Get it all in. Yeah. Um, well, your Chuck, one thing. I was just going to say, do you, do you, cause Chuck and Lily and I were actually talking about like the fear of like, white genocide, right? Like this like kind of made up mythical fear that people of color are out to destroy 
white people, right? And which is like the base, which people say is like the basis for the foundation of a lot of the, like the racism and biases, prejudice, whatever we're dealing with. So right. And there is the fact that melanin is the dominant gene. Right. Right. So like, maybe it's even like inbred in us a little bit, you know, or in, in them or, you know, whatever, like, what is, what is it actually? Is it, is it societal? Is it mythology? Is it, you know, actually a part of our biology that we want to, of course. It's tribal, it's animal, it's, Mm -hmm. we're animals. Okay. Mm -hmm. People just forget that we're fucking animals. Okay. We're animals. Eat, we fuck, we sleep. And that's what animals do. Animals try to procreate and make sure that their shit, make sure they have their shit. And if they don't have their shit, they'll go and take someone else's shit. And that's... Go ahead. Finish, I'm sorry. And and, and that is where we are. And we'll always be. Because that's just how it is. Um, And so the nuance of that in terms of uh, governments and societies is that those in power want do everything they can to keep it and mm-hmm. will not and very reluctantly give it up. It had to be wrenched from their cold, bloody hands. That's just how it is. I want to go back to you saying about eating and fucking. I was reading a book called The Evolution Woman's Evolution. And um she has this theory that she posits in big long book to explain it that she does not believe there is an incest taboo. She thinks that's a a a, a modern day invention. And her theory of that is that, uh, you know, pre-Columbian, Paleolithic, Neolithic man did not know anything about DNA. So how could they have a, 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 um, a taboo incest, prohibition about that? Um, but when they look at, you know, when they've been able to interview um, tribes that are still living closer to the land and sort of hunter-gatherer tribes, what they found is what they did have is that fully 75% of the women in their tribe were off limits mm. to most of the men in the tribe on pain of death. Mm. Okay. So since they don't know anything about genetics, you know, what could make them say these people are off limits. You don't do that to them. And her theory is that what the primitive uh, species of humans did recognize is two very fierce hungers, the hunger for food and the hunger for sex. And whenever they interviewed these tribes, they found that when they talked about themselves, they described themselves as man. Everybody else was an animal. Hmm. So you could have sex and eat people from other tribes. Whoa. It didn't do it to your own because you all were man. They were animals. Oh, wow. And so I feel like we kind of have that happening right now where there's people who feel like we're the humans and the rest of you all are not. And we can do Mm -hmm. anything we want to you because we're the only man. Right, right. But of course... Yeah. But of course, there there isn't any like even scientific basis for the separations that we've created societally, right? Like culturally and society, like just the fact that some people were on this continent versus this continent, like yeah. literally there aren't, we're all 
so much more genetically similar than we are disparate. Absolutely. So that's, that's they, the thing they, that always is so infuriating about it, you know? White, white was invented not more, 100 years ago. I mean, white is real new. And yeah. You know, Jefferson, Jefferson right. for it. It's like, you know, somebody said, you know what? Let's make some of us white mm-hmm. and then we can consolidate our power and we'll make mm-hmm. these rules that, you know, favor us. And mm-hmm. if you're not white, you're fucked. Right. Well, and, and Noel Inaktiev, um, who just recently passed, he talked about, um, I think it was called anti-whiteness or or anti the concept of whiteness because he's like, it's not real and it doesn't exist. And his proof of that was that um, in the olden days, you know, Irish people were not considered white until right. the Irish were uh, collaborating with black folk who were moving to the cities, right? And they were saying, hey, we, we, we're coming together. We're all going to have live together and then we'll be more than the people who are oppressing us are not allowing us to have what we want. And so the people who are oppressing all white people in America, they were saying, Hey, uh, Irish people, actually, you look like us enough. So you are actually also white too. Now we're going to stop treating you like crap. We're going to stop putting out signs and say, you know, no potatoes and no, you know, whatever they said to people back then. But there's that thing about the race. Capitalism is the cause of all of this. Right. Because capitalism racialized people. It didn't racialize people in terms of their melanin, but it racialized people. That's what allowed the Brits to starve 6 million Irish people. Mm. They dehumanized them. Right. You know, they just were like, you aren't like us in the, for the sake of how we can use you. And people forget that capital requires labor. Labor mm. makes capital. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but labor never gets the benefits of their capital. So the people at the top racialize any group of people to say, you are the mudsill. You are the mm-hmm. bottom of this society on which all of the rest of it is built. And we need somebody at the bottom so we can build our castles to the top. Absolutely. Just like termites. Of <laughs> human nature and animal nature to create hierarchy in any way, right? Mm-hmm. Create levels that can allow one group to feel more important and powerful which means another group has to feel less important and less powerful. Mm-hmm. And the easiest thing is to say, you look, you don't look like me, so you're lesser than. And mm-hmm. then so, but once, let's say the Irish people were like, wait a minute, we can be a part of the white group? Cool. All about it. That's great. We're white now. And, and there's, there's, there's also something universal, uh, uh, let's not forget, about every tribe needing a nigger. The mm. nigger is a very convenient word and place uh, places people in a, in a in a specific light, and and everybody, every group of people, generally speaking, it's, it's it needs a nigger. It, it's, it's the Dalit, the Dalit people of India. That's what their place is. They're the bottom of the caste, mm. and. You know, one of the things Wilkerson talks about in Germany is once they made the Jews the bottom and once they had, you know, killed off so many Jews or the Jews had run away, then the Germans started turning on one another and looking mm-hmm. at people who had brown hair or brown mm-hmm. eyes and or going, eyes. Where yeah. did you, what's your ancestry? Can you be sure? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's all about our lack. We, we, we haven't. The evolution of our of our 
societal habits and mores and rules and whatnot are way, way, way unevolved to what what is possible in our hearts and and what is possible in in our higher aspect. Mm-hmm. We we some some people we, we know about it, we we feel it, but it, it's it's unachievable with, with the tools that we have and mm-hmm. and and using the 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 path that we have chosen to take. It's just we can't get there from here. It's like Einstein said, you can't you can't solve tomorrow's problems with with today's tools. You got to come up with 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 better ways. You get you, you first of all, we have to teach empathy. If we don't if we don't begin to to understand the importance of teaching empathy, we, it's that's all it's a, it's a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that is that is the 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 key to unlock potential and 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 to end suffering and 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 all these things that plague us it's it's all about empathy and and love and you know it sounds woo woo to 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 say it but it's the goddamn truth I, you know, I, no, I, but I, there's science lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I didn't answer your questions here because you asked me about why this thing. So I feel like I'm really good at empathy. Um, I have friends from every walk of life and I, the movie's called Red Pill because I went deep into red pill communities. Unbeknownst to me, I had a red pill therapist. You know, people know red pill from the matrix, but red pill has a whole, like there's the red pill women and the red pill men and the red pill communities and red pilling somebody. And I spent a lot of time inside those subreddits And as I said, I had a therapist who was doing that. So I feel like, I hope that I told this story from a a perspective of empathy for both sides. Mm -hmm. I don't make a judgment in the storytelling. Mm -hmm. I just show you how I think it plays out in the Mm -hmm. world in this story. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that I, I don't, I don't paint anybody as, as a a bad person, of course, depending on your perspective, you're going to pick one, but I don't think I, as the storyteller do really, you know, which which I, I always find those kinds of pieces to be like, whether it's movies or theater or just books, it doesn't matter. Those are the ones that always interest me the most because then it, it leaves me 
with all this self-reflection of like, wait, I chose this. Why did I choose this? Or why did I think that this character was like the one that I associated with the most versus this one? Or, you know, especially when you get to hear the creator say like, oh no, I'm just showing you what's here. And you made that judgment. And then you're like, oh, what does that say about me? <laughs> Which I, I think that's the best kind of stuff, right? It's holding up the mirror. That's what, that's, the job that we're all hopefully doing is, hey, this is this is a, a part of humanity. Look at it. What's it mean to you? How's it make you feel? What are you going to do about it? Right. You know, self reflection and curiosity are perhaps the two most important tools for evolution, for personal evolution. Mm-hmm. And I and think when I things, I think one of the most frightening things about 45 is not only has racism and big nature is lack of empathy. And I think Mm -hmm. having a of the free country being lacking in any form of empathy whatsoever is one of the things that truly scares me the most. Yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. What scares me the most is how, um, you know, I love it that we've had a hundred consecutive days of uprisings in the country and they're getting no press at all. And 93% of them have been peaceful. Um, but still, when I talk to some of my friends, it's not on their, uh, it's not in their newsfeed. Like the things that are getting me upset all the time, they, they, they don't even know that it's going on. And I just finished watching The Social Dilemma, which is a new documentary on Netflix. And it's talking about how the algorithm is designed in such a way that it just wants to make money. So it needs more people to do something. So the algorithm has actually been growing these red pill communities. Yes. It's been growing them by saying, well, maybe these kind of people would, would like this. And so it's, inviting people into these radical communities and saying, well, let's put the anti-vaxxers and the QAnons and the this and let's see. And, and, and it's just because it's trying to spread its web out to make more money for third parties that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. It has made these communities bigger than they could have ever been had the technology not existed. 100%. A bit more about red pill communities. Like my initial understanding of red pill is like what you said is from the matrix. And I've done a little bit of research into sort of, you know, the uh, underpinnings of all the different meanings and worlds that it encompasses. But can you speak a little bit more about red pill communities? Sure. So if you like were to go into a subreddit um, for the red pill women, um, they are women who um, in their home life, they have to be submissive. There's a set of rules that they have to follow that the man is the dominant person and they have to submit to his rule, etc. Um, the red pill men are competing, conquering, controlling, aggressive, that that's, you know, that's an aspect of red pill communities. Then if you go into the manosphere, ooh, there's like so many different <laughs> variations of what that looks like. Now, red pilling has meant anything from um, like white supremacists or KKK people getting a job in a community and over time getting rid of everybody in that community so that everybody in there is like them. I mean, like there's a slogan, uh, police and KKK, you know, all the way. 
um, these groups have infiltrated the highest levels of our authority in our country so that they are they are running things. And, and we see it with the gentleman in Washington that was executed by the, by the federal government. They executed somebody. Um, so, you know, we're talking about the red pilling of America. So much of our authority uh, in the United States has, I'm going to back up, because Lincoln chose to let Robert Lee go home with, quote, dignity. And because most of America was not for freeing the slaves, they were for keeping the union together. Um, the South rising, the South has been slowly rising again forever, ever right. since the end of Reconstruction. So they've been waiting for this moment and the signs and the prophecies, it's all there. You know, in those communities, uh, the current occupant of the White House is called King Cyrus. Uh, we're going to have a new time period, the time before 45 and the time after 45. So as we see all this climate change and, you know, tornadoes and typhoons, this for the dominionists and the evangelicals, this is biblical prophecy. This is not something they want to stop. This is the coming of the Messiah. This is, you know, this is supposed to be like this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they believe. Yeah, which is really tough to dismantle. I mean, just, <laughs> just seeing... The comments all over <laughs> what, Instagram and Twitter and, you know. What, I mean, what's I, needed in America is is gene splicing, okay? Because racism is in the DNA of America. Mm -hmm. So we got we to find out which X, which Y, and which Q is in that double helix that is, that is racism and expunge mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, one of the lines of the movie, it's one of my favorite lines of the movie, is uh, Ruben Blade says, and this is a fact that the the uh, Haitian Revolution is the uh, the the one successful uh, enslaved uprising that, that 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 they won. And so, uh, what Ruben says is, um, when the when the Haitian people created their constitution, the Constitution of Haiti says that you must renounce whiteness in order to be a citizen. Wow. Didn't have anything to do with the color of your skin, but you did not have identity as white in order to be a citizen of Haiti. And then mm -hmm. the white character says, and Mother Nature has been punishing them ever since. Mother Nature <laughs> and all the other countries, all the other European <laughs> but, countries, and us. So it when is. They, the when, they, when, they, when they had that revolution, the, the Americans came down on them, the French came down on them, the world came down on them. So it's this identity politics that's just a little over 200 years old that um, is, the, is, is what the red pilling is, that, that whiteness is a form of property in these United States. It is a, a property, it's a card that you entitles you to it, not it, wear it, a mask. It entitles you to do what you want to do. It entitles you to kill people. It entitles you to call the police to terrorize people. Once you get that card, you get a set of rights and people don't want to give those rights up. Hmm. 
It's your social. And the Irish and the Italian were invited in because actually the Communist Party came in and, and, and organized the sharecroppers and the poor whites. And because they were the majority and they were going to take over, it was like, oh, you know what? We're going to give you access to the white card. So mm-hmm. now you can be above these people that you were joining with because now we're going to give you access to those privileges. Right. So, so it is something that is used to divide and conquer people, even who have the same interests. The value that's placed on the white card is so great that people will often vote against what we think is their immediate interest because that card carries such a high value. Right. It's a card and a weapon, right? Yes. Class and wealth comes into play there too, Mm -hmm. because you can have the white card, but you could be lacking the class and wealth card, but you still think that that vote is for you when it's not. It's for the rich white people. But because you have a white card, you think that that is the best choice to go for when you're you're in the club. (laughs) Why? Because you're just temporarily poor. Yeah, <laughs> you're eventually, you know, there were two Supreme Court cases that happened with a, a South Asian man who um, his country is very close to the Caucasus Mountains. And so he said, I can actually claim direct ancestry from the Caucasians and a, and, and a Japanese man who had extremely fair skin. And they both took separate cases to the Supreme Court to say we should be entitled to this white card. And the Supreme Court said, no. Nope. Everybody knows Asian Oriental people are not white, and everybody knows South Asian people aren't white. <laughs> Man, I guess like you know, if like being a card carrying member of a group is like really one of our strongest desires, like we need to make like the liberal group like more fun. <laughs> well, we need know, we need jackets. We need the, like the cool thing, fonts the, on our cards. Well, like what? The, the distinction I always find interesting. <laughs> at least this to me, is that the the left has something that the right does not have, and hmm. that is humor. Sense of humor, yep. Oh. The left can be funny and in, in a lot of different ways. The right, they don't really have humor. But do you, but do you think that they the think that they have humor? It was, was funny <laughs> sometimes, but you know, basically they're nerds. Have you seen it? <laughs> they have humor. They think they have humor. <laughs> they yeah. think they do. I, that's that's what I'm saying. Because the Reddit things that I've seen, the scary Reddits I've been on, I feel like they, they really do believe, like, ha, ha, it ha, shooting this guy. Ha, ha, that's hilarious. Yeah, the way that you teabagged him. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like that's, that's their humor. humor. <laughs> let, let me say this. They lack wit. There we go. <laughs> but they that's, would say that about leftists. I know it'll, it'll always be it'll always be the projection game, right? It's just like which is exactly what Trump does, which is like the narcissism, borderline personality bull crap that he does, which is projecting all of his own things onto someone else. And as long as you do that, you are in some way creating like a little bit of a barrier of like, well, you got all these problems to fix. Don't come after me, you know, even though they're all actually your problems but we got to work together because democracy is based on the consent of the loser and what we don't have anymore right in this moment in time is we will not get the consent of the quote minority in america right now right and that is why our democracy is going to fall it is 
going to. You know, the Civil War, they they talk about Fort, Fort Sumner as being the first place that shots were fired, but skirmishes had been going on for years before that day. And we are in the midst of the second civil war right now. Oof. Lily, what do you think about that? I was interested in what, what Papa was going to say. You were very animated about something. Uh, I, I say, I submit to you this, that this polarization that you see in society and in the world is the polarization of humankind, and human, humankind and human mind. And uh, I submit that those on one side are one half of that humankind brain, and those on the other side are the other half of that humankind brain. And it is a hive mind, if you will, seemingly at odds with one another, just as yin and yang seem to be at odds with one mm. Each side contains a little bit of the other one, just like yin and yang does. And so yes. what we are witnessing in, in, the, in, the, in the minutia is, 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 is suffering, is, is, is conflict, is, is all of that. But in the larger Picture we, picture, we are watching something evolve. Mm. Agreed. Mm. I'm Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to You Can't Say That. This week's Spotlight with Sierra Renee and myself, that was part one of our conversation with Chuck and Lily Cooper. Come back for part two and join us for other episodes of Spotlight. We'll be speaking with Paul Oakley Stovall and Nick Walker. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.